Welcome to Waypoint, a podcast exclusively for people who plan to watch the Barbie movie. I'm already obsessed and I know basically nothing about it except for some set photos. I'm Julian, I'm the Game Master. I'm Sonia, I play Charlotte. I'm Vio, I play Moon. I'm Mimi, a longtime Barbie movie enjoyer and I play Max. This is this is going to be the the gritty reboot, just the opposite of what gritty is. <laughs> I'm I'm hyped. The cheesy reboot? The, yeah, the cheesy reboot. The more I hear in just tiny details about this movie, the more unbelievable it seems to me that it's going to be real. Honestly, uh, and I've, I'm hyped about that. I've seen how Ken looks and I'm obsessed. Yes. Yes, incredible. <laughs> I want I want I want a scene where he just drops his pants and there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just like smooth Kendall because he looks like he would yes he does have you seen that chest wow okay we are uh, done with our third arc this is another one of these small in between episodes where all of our characters get to do their own thing except this time I the tyrannical game master of this game uh, have determined what the characters will be doing oh no we gave him too much power <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 already uh, I'm already going over the edge and abusing all that power by having you have interesting conversations with members of the SOS. <laughs> conversations. <laughs> As was set up last time when you absolutely beat the crap out of Black Hole, who will never be a problem again because she's going to prison. Yeah. Uh, sure. So absolutely. that problem is solved. She will I'm never sure ever get out of there. Yeah. You met with three SOS members who took Dean Starbolt off of your hands. Kind of sad, kind of relieved. He's such a nice boy. He's okay? so nice. <laughs> I, I, Vio, love him. Moon is exhausted by his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and between Knight Rider and Charlotte, an idea was formed. The Avengers Initiative. No, uh, <laughs> and I... An idea was formed to meet up the next day and just, you know, talk things out. Because there's a bit of a dour note after the whole, you don't get to join the big leagues unless you reject your identity thing. That yeah. left some bad blood on, on, on both sides, I'd say. We're not the best of friends. Yeah, it, it is this next, this mythical next day now. I would just like to ask you if there's like anything small in brackets that doesn't take up like 10 minutes of the episode uh, <laughs> that you uh, that you guys would have done with the rest of that day because you beat Black Hole pretty early like around noon I have just three words celebratory mm -hmm. hot dogs <laughs> oh yeah you can definitely have those you can have the 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 best and by that I mean the <laughs> cheapest and shittiest hot dogs <laughs> that you can get in Riverside those two are mutually exclusive Yeah, I, I know. The best hot dogs are the cheapest and shittiest ones. I'm that's that's why you got those. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but Max is not gonna come with you. She's just gonna go home and disappear into her room, into bed, and not talk to anyone. Like, Max, I need money! Please! <laughs> I, have, I have some money. Well, Max doesn't have any. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with you, but I'm also really exhausted and in pain and... I'm not gonna make this a long thing. I also want to go home and rest, I would say. I just remember, don't we have a when when the team shares a triumphant celebration? <laughs> <laughs> one day that will well, happen. Well, one, one day. day. <laughs> one day, yeah. I would say what what would Moon find in, in Max's mind in regards to why Max isn't coming along? Probably just 
a lot of exhaustion and uh, disappointment in herself and also just um, I feel like maybe this sort of confusion in in her self-image that wasn't mm. there before uh, to this degree. Mm-hmm. Like Max doesn't know what to think of herself right now. Yeah, I mean, it can feel pretty... I, I can imagine that it feels pretty shitty after you blew up at your friends. Uh, literally. literally, yes. <laughs> yeah. Max isn't coming along. Max Max is hiding a little bit. And uh, that's how the rest of the day goes. Moon and Charlotte have a nice little little hot dog together. Uh, get a little bonding moment. Uh yeah, I, I just say you can you can if you want to you can uh, try to comfort and support each other at that occasion, but uh, we don't really have to roll for anything uh, unless unless you really want to get rid of your conditions. <laughs> I think Moon would try to talk to Charlotte about this entire mm. situation <laughs> before the thing with yeah. with Night Rider happens the next day. <laughs> It was a very, uh, it was a very Charlotte-centric situation. That's true. So, Charlotte, I couldn't help but notice certain feelings towards Knight Rider that maybe we should talk about before you meet the man tomorrow. Uh, Moon, I'm sorry. I, I don't really want to talk about it. It's, it's not something I'm looking forward to. But I guess it has to be done and. Maybe I get some information out of it, but yeah, it's just what it is. But he he did seem impressed. He he was impressed. Like, he didn't want to be, but he was. (laughs) I'm just saying, you might maybe keep an open mind. I think maybe some people realize that they've been shitty and try to change something about that. And I I think him trying to offer you this meeting and stuff might be his idea of extending an olive branch. Moon, I really like your optimism, but I don't share it. You can try to comfort or support anyways. Okay. Oh, that's a 10 minus 2 because I'm still angry. That's an (laughs) 8. So, uh, yeah, you can uh, clear a condition or shift labels or mark potential if they open up. So that's up to Charlotte. Yeah, I open up to it because I I love Moon's optimism. and Maybe get a bit of optimism in turn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying you don't have to like the guy, but try to keep an open mind. I'm trying. It's just, it's hard with that person. I mean, you know what he's done and that he wanted me to not wear the name Starbolt. And that's just, you know, that's just, you know how important it is to me. And doing that to me is just, it's just painful. And it's it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, I I understand. I just think... I I know this is not my place to say and I don't really know know the guy but maybe he's he's really trying. I mean Starboard was important to him too and maybe he's not dealing with the entire situation in the most healthy way and I know to you he is like a remnant of Starboard that you don't approve of and to him you're the same thing. <laughs> and maybe that's common ground you can work off on. You don't... You both want the best for Starboard's memory. 
you know, the thing is, before I met him, I actually really wanted to meet him. Like, he was so close to Sabal, so I thought we could have, like, a really good relationship. But the way he acted towards me was just very disappointing. And um, if he comes around, I'll be open to that, but I just doubt it. Yeah, that, that's all I can ask for. <laughs> What do you want to do with the comfort or support result? Do you want to shift labels, clear condition, or mark potential? Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna clear angry. That makes sense. All right, cool. Okay, uh, after after your little uh, nice talk, you return to the base and probably take an early night in after a couple of pretty stressful days. Yeah, I mm. think that would be good for all of us. Especially after Moon basically barely slept last night. Yeah. <laughs> As the next morning comes in the pretty comparatively early hours of the morning, comparatively early for me, at around 10, uh, you hear a ringing uh, at the door. Is anyone up yet? <laughs> <laughs> Moon's left in her spaceship, just just so you know. Um, if like the pilots stare um, all the way back and just slept in there. As I am the fastest one, I'm gonna open the door. Makes but sense. I'm gonna yeah. look like... Bad hair, very sleepy, um, <laughs> in a nightshirt, yeah. I think Max is awake, but uh, wouldn't go to the door. Yeah, I also can't really imagine that the ringing at the door doesn't, like, kind of wake all of you up, because this is a warehouse, <laughs> yeah. so I imagine it's, like, really obnoxiously loud blaring. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Max was already awake, um, but, you know, mm. just not feeling like getting up. Yeah, Charlotte gets to the door and looks a little bit sleepy, uh, is out of costume and all of that, as the door opens and in front stand three people. As they said last time you met, they were going to come in casual clothes, uh, incognito, and thus they do. You see Knight Rider in front of you. You get the feeling that Knight Rider, kind of like Max, doesn't really have clothes that aren't his costume, <laughs> so... So this is kind of a costume light that he's wearing as well. Cowboy boots, as always, black leather pants, uh, a black button-up that he usually doesn't wear, and his cowboy hat, basically. <laughs> and a thick pair of sunglasses instead of the domino mask he usually wears. So incognito only in the, in the loosest sense <laughs> of the word. You see Mirror Mirror, who you only really met yesterday, who also came along. I don't know if you quite understand why exactly he came along, because there was something that only Moon really got an idea of. But uh, he's dressed in an outfit that I would like to call a casual silver power ranger. <laughs> so, so he's wearing like a lot of uh, very obvious reflective silver clothing, but it's casual clothing. Like a t-shirt, uh, like a, a sequin t-shirt. And like a, a silvery bomber jacket over it. And pants with, like, these uh, reflective bits that a lot of service workers wear so they don't get hit by cars when they work <laughs> at night. Also, Transistor is there, dressed like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only one out of them. Uh, okay, so we have to step Transistor has well. the brain cell of the three. <laughs> Transistor has the fashion sense of the three. <laughs> Transistor is uh, yeah. the normal one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they stand in front of the door. It's it's a slightly awkward moment as uh, sleep-deprived Charlotte opens the door. <laughs> Knight Rider has his hands behind his back. Mirror Mirror just kind of slouches a little. 
and Transistor looks like around as if assuming that one of them was going to talk, but ultimately uh, <laughs> she takes the word and says, So, uh, hope, hope you slept well. Uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, well, uh, come in. Yeah, sure. A nice, uh, place you have there. She, she walks in and looks around at the still very much work in progress headquarters you have. Uh, and the other two walk in beside her. I think that's the point where, where Moon, like, deigns to leave, uh, leave their spaceship and comes over. The good thing about having no hair is you have no bad hair. <laughs> <laughs> As the spaceship opens up, you see that Mirror Mirror like is startled for a second. And you see how the other two immediately like suspiciously throw a glance at him before looking back at the spaceship. He, he immediately walks up to Moon and says, Hey, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of the outsider here. Uh, if, if that's cool with you, we can just chat in your cool spaceship vehicle thingy. Uh, sure, um, come in. Is he honest when he says it's cool? Hmm. There's, there's <laughs> definitely negative emotions coupled with the spaceship. Oops. That's definitely something you feel. My spaceship is cool. Uh, come in. Um, take a seat. There's one chair that isn't the pilot's chair, and it's by the workstation. <laughs> so, uh, as the other two continue talking to Charlotte, the the ship closes up again for a bit of privacy, and Moon and Mirror Mirror sit across from each other. Do I get the feeling from like his mind that he isn't human, like the the shape um, and. Like, how, how his mind feels. That's interesting, because you see things in there. Like, you get the feeling, first of all, that this is someone who has dealt with telepaths before, because he's pretty good at, like, sequencing his mind in a way where he doesn't reveal too much. Mm -hmm. But also, this is definitely a human mind. You're currently, like, a human brain, you could say. But there's a different perspective to it that you notice buried somewhere. It feels like he's very much worked towards even to a telepath appearing human so how I, i'm sorry i i don't really do much small talk but how how come you've seen Chilao? i oh yeah right that must be sorry just real quick this must be really uncomfortable for you talking like this all the time wait i can and he, like, uh, you see that he balls his fists up and, like, vibrates a little. And you see that his skin turns into this silvery metal that you've seen him turn into before. And it thins down in parts, extends in parts. And a few seconds later, in the same outfit as before, uh, you see across from you an Amtila, uh, one of your people. And oh. you notice something interesting about it. And that's that he hasn't copied you. He doesn't look exactly like you. And he has some elements to himself, like where the dots are located, that you've seen on other people of your planet, but that wouldn't be someone, something someone intuitively creates if they haven't seen other people of your kind. Uh -huh. So this seems to be based on memory of others of your, of your species that he's seen. Or he does like a sort of genetic copying thing that would reproduce that. Moon is taken aback. You, you've been there, haven't you? 
Yeah, and you notice that you're talking to him now like you're talking to one of your people. It's this give and take of emotions uh, in conversation that you don't have with humans. I haven't been on the surface of it. Uh, I've seen it from orbit, and I've met some of your kind on other worlds, but yeah. Moon is just confused and delighted and a, a tiny bit homesick, <laughs> but mostly just like someone who, who lives abroad, who meets someone who speaks their native language, that kind of thing. Mm. Where it's this sort of relief coupled with joy and you immediately like them just because they're speaking la <laughs> your language. So yeah. um, um, how, how did someone from Earth get there? I, I I had the feeling that you're not like space, space. No, I'm not people. from Earth. Uh, I'm not from Earth. I'm from. Have you ever heard of Hydrag? Uh, not really, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's a it's a bit. Uh, it's it's very much in the center of stuff, but very rarely relevant for anything. Because like my people don't like to talk to to uh, to, to people who aren't from our world. It's. It's kind of like with yours. There's a very special way of communicating that, like, for my people, it's just we're all in a big puddle that uh, kind of most people don't want to leave that sort of thing. Uh, I'm a hydration where um, we're made of something very similar to uh, mercury, uh, at least from the looks of it. And we kind of like communicate by taking certain shapes and stuff like that. We we're, we're usually also not really a spacefaring people, but we've been visited so much that we kind of learned to copy a lot of spacefaring people. Oh, I, I think oh, I've heard about this kind of bit similar to like until culture where you're like I, a collective of people. Yeah. But it seems that yours are a bit more closely connected than than ours are. Yeah, but it also seems like you, just like me, were kind of sick of the collective at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I left because it's super boring. Like, if everyone is in accord on anything, that means that nothing, that no one does anything new or special. Or Yeah. That's what I like about Earth. Like, on the one hand, I don't really understand how, how, how humans can form this culture thing when they... They just communicate with, like, sounds and facial stuff. And they still manage to make something, but but every single human is unique. And that's that's so interesting. Yeah, I really like that. Like, on my home world, you couldn't get, like... I don't know if that's a cool thing to say, but you couldn't get attention. Uh, and I kind of... On Earth, that's great. Like, you just need to have some special ability and everybody checks you out. Everybody gives you attention. That, it doesn't sound like the most heroic thing, but this is more of a, I don't know, this is more of a gig to me than it is a calling, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, I guess. You're doing good things from what I've heard. And I mean, there yeah, are worse, sure, yeah. worse motives to have than wanting to be seen as a hero. But uh, there's something that I wanted to talk to you about, the whole Earthlings thing, the whole blending in on Earth thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that the two others are also going to talk about this sort of thing. But we, we kind of got a few requests on confirmations from a journalist you had an interview with. Yesterday. <laughs> Man, she works fast. Uh, two days ago. Two oh, days two days ago. ago. 
Right, right. We got those last night, and well, we. I I came here for like a friendly request, not just on my behalf, but on behalf of like two other superheroes who aren't from this world I know and even like a couple villains who've kept this stuff on the down low uh, and just a few people who like live here basically as space refugees uh, you should retract everything you said about being an alien like immediately why? cause that would kinda ruin everything for us um I guess that he's pretty firm on this point that he's like actually afraid of what would happen if people found out yeah he has a very chill demeanor like a very he expresses emotions in a very chill cool guy kind of way but you feel an undertone of like pressure behind it you feel an undertone of this is a genuine danger behind it because like kind of my whole thing works on pretending i'm a meta human Uh, that goes for a couple others too. Some people, again, just hide in the populace and really don't want to be ratted out to interstellar organizations. And Earth is kind of like a safe haven from that whole intergalactic police, interstellar army, collective, all of that bullshit. And we don't really have an interest in changing that, so... If, if even the supervillains can keep their gobs shut, it would be really nice if you could not spill the beans on this. I mean, from what I've heard, people are not going to believe it, no matter what I say. So I, I'm just, ship, ship, back me up here. There, there are quite a bit of people who already think they are aliens, and most of the people don't think they are aliens. So how is one more person claiming to be one going to affect anything depending on the credibility of the journalist it could lead to further inquiries at the very least there's a lot of strange things that are known to the population of this world they don't fully understand adding aliens to that doesn't seem like that much of a stretch if it comes from a credible source oh I think Moon just now realizes that their actions may have consequences that are not only about themselves. <laughs> When will you learn <laughs> that your actions have consequences? I mean, Moon has learned that when, when she does stuff, it's, it affects her. But now mm. when they, they do stuff, it affects other people too that have nothing to do with the immediate situation. I, th I, get, I mean, we are communicating that way, so Mirror Mirror mm. gets that. Notices that, yeah. This Veritas woman, she's like, she's credible, but she's also like fair. I think if you retract that thing and say like, yeah, you were just making stuff up or whatever, then uh, she's not gonna, gonna go too much further into this. Or maybe she'll do it on her own terms, but she'll lose like her only source. It's not ideal, but there's like a lot of people who kind of depend on this. Like, I... I fucking love my life here on Earth. And I don't want it to lead to a political situation where what I am has to be addressed. Where I might be thrown off world. Where I might be thrown out of the SOS. Where I might be put in some sort of experimental facility or shit like that. 
Oh. There's right. been some bad stuff in Earth's past, is all I'm saying. I'm I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't think of that. I just I mean let's be honest, I I came here to have fun, to have a good time. I Same, I, same. I didn't think that me being here and being honest about who I am might put people in danger. I'm I'm really sorry. I I uh, I'll contact Jessica and and I'm just gonna put it like I'm I'm sorry. I'm not actually an alien. We just thought it would be a nice marketing strategy, but now I think it's kind of cliche. Yeah, you can work that out. It's it's you know. You it's know, just you thought you were like you probably thought you were the only alien on this world. So I I get why why this kind of thing felt like something you could that would only like affect you really uh, that's why i came here to talk to you about it and hey if you ever need like an outworlder perspective or something you know i'm with the sos i'm over there i'm not gonna fucking night riders probably gonna try to pressure people to go back there again i'm not doing that do what feels right for you we're not here for a long time we're here for a good time <laughs> do whatever feels the most authentic that doesn't put others in danger all right sounds good it's actually if you don't mind can i ask you a a more more serious question okay if you have to how do you deal with the loneliness like the people here are great and everything and charlotte and max i have a very close bond with but it's just so so quiet without like people to connect to it's just I'm asking you because you also come from a planet where like the state of being is connect being connected to everyone and everything. And here it's just so so separate. I can tell you only what my perspective on that is. And that's if I had felt connected to my people, I would still be there. But I didn't. I didn't feel like I wanted to live there and that I wanted to be part of the puddle that I wanted to be part of what everybody else is. I wanted to be my own thing. I wanted to be my own story. And you know Earth with all its flaws? You can be yourself, especially if you come in with, like, cool superpowers and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't have cool superpowers. I just have, like... It's it's just a, a coincidence of, of evolution that I can read minds and humans can't. That's, that's not a superpower. Yeah, same. If I copy other humans, even like Metas, I don't get superpowers. I get superpowers when I copy you, because that's just something that your kind can do. But my my take is, if you feel lonely on Earth, I don't know. Earth might not be for you. I, yeah, I've had a few moments where I was like, oh man, I sure miss the rest of the puddle. But that wasn't much. And I just found the connections I need with other humans. In the SOS, it's like not really a secret what I am. So there's a lot of people that I can talk to about that sort of thing. I don't know. To connect to others, they don't have to be exactly like you. Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll think about that. And Moon sim seems um, sort of pulls in a bit and seems to be very introspective and serious for once. <laughs> Mirror, mirror, as if to completely counter that, collapses into a puddle of silvery <laughs> goop uh, and then rises again in his human form in the same clothes he's been wearing throughout. 
he puts a hand to his brow and gives you like a small little salute and says, Alrighty, uh, nice talking to you. Yeah, same. Also, while you're at it, please don't show off the spaceship too much. Same kind of reason. Unless you can sort of disguise it maybe as an Earth thing. Could be cool. Make it look like a sci-fi vehicle or whatever. Yeah, Either I'm way. not really planning on using ship too much. Um, and as if to underline that moment, something somewhere in the ship um, <laughs> breaks off and falls to the floor with a loud clatter. <laughs> yeah. That works out. <laughs> to underline this scene, I'm going to say that all of this together, if you want a final word with it, we can say that this was trying to shift your labels. <laughs> okay, so, so he wants to shift my labels. He wants to shift your labels, yes. Okay. Which ones? How? Actually, freak down, danger up. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah he, actually, he that basically makes says sense. you're not the only alien here, but you have the power to harm the whole alien community here. Yeah, okay. I think, I think Moon would allow that. I think that's him making that point and Moon suddenly realizing what we already said, that actions have consequences, not just for yourself. That's... Uh, might actually um, shift the danger up. Like, oh shit, what what I do can affect mm. a lot of people. And having someone to talk to about the alien thing and someone and just feeling more connected to the inhabitants of Earth, may they be humans or otherwise. Yeah, that makes sense. The freak going down. All right. And on that note, mirror, mirror, like nods at you one more time, then turns around and leaves your spaceship leaving you to stew a bit with those thoughts. So, Charlotte... And uh, Charlotte, Knight Rider, and Transistor are at the stairs. The other two have just gone into the spaceship. Uh, and a little bit of silence falls over the group again for a second. Very awkward. <laughs> yeah. Before Knight Rider actually takes the word. So, um, we we should... I don't know. Where's, where's uh, Ecstatic? Uh, I, I, can, I can get her. Yeah, Shoom. let's... And Let's I run off in super speed. I put on my superhero costume, like full on. Mm -hmm. And then I knock at Max's room and go in. Uh, Max is sitting on her bed and you see something that you've never seen before. And that is Max not in her super costume, light or full. She actually just has slacks and this Dreamland t-shirt on. <gasps> I okay. can hardly recognize her now. <laughs> Where's Max? <laughs> Who are, Who are you? you? <laughs> um, Max, I'm sorry, but Transistor is here and wants to talk to you. Is that all right with you? Shall I send her away? No, no, I'm, I'm fine. I can talk to her. Okay, yeah. They're, you know, we're in the kitchen. Take your time. I will tell Transistor that, that you'll come out um, soon. Oh, you know what? Actually, just send her in here. Just tell her to come into my room. Okay, I will do that. I assume you and Knight Rider need your privacy anyway. Ugh, don't mention it. Well, 
tough luck for us both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I go back to Nitrata and Transistor and tell Transistor to go to uh, Max's room. Uh, she she nods, asks like very briefly for directions, and then comes over and does basically the same thing that Charlotte did, uh, knocking at the door and then entering and closing it behind her. W what's the state of the room? I don't think Max has even unpacked yet, really. Mm. I mean, it was kind of a whirlwind of things happening. Mm. So um, there's probably just her bag and a few things lying around in the room, but it doesn't really look like a room you live in. More like one of those motel or hostel rooms um, where you are just for a few days. Transistor probably like looks specifically at how you really haven't unpacked yet, despite being here for a good while already. And then comes over to you and like looks around for a chair. And uh, if she doesn't find one, she just sits down on one of the suitcases and like takes this Okay, we need to talk now, hands in her hips position. Hey, Max. Hey. Uh, you, isn't this not a good time? Uh, I can come back. I don't think there's a better time, so, you know. Yeah, maybe. Listen, um, I, I don't want to, the others are going to handle like the, the technical shit. I just, last time we really met, with the whole burning factory sort of thing. Uh, I feel like, you know, things ended a bit sore between us and that there might be some resentment there. And I just, I just wanted to talk to you about it. Cause like, I, I know you're not, you're not in the SOS. I know you chose not to be in the SOS and I'm not going to act like that didn't irk me at the start, but you know, Go your own way, I guess. What if I don't know what that is? Then you really should have gone with the SOS. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm just being... Ah, I don't, I don't want to be like that. Wh what do you mean? What do you mean you don't know what that is? Ever since I can remember, really, I've had this image of being a hero that other people had for me specifically, and I tried to live up to that always. And now I just don't know whether that's who I am. Whether you're a hero or what do you mean? I mean, I, I don't feel like I'm anything. I'm not... I, all I wanted to be was a hero. And then I tried to be the kind of hero that people wanted me to be. And apparently that's not what I can do. That's, that's not something I'm capable of. And what, what else is there? I don't think... Sometimes I don't think I'm a person. I think you give up too easily. Like, you had one setback on your way to the greatest superhero team of the city, and instead of, like, trying to resolve that, you gave up. You had one setback here by losing control of your powers in a fight, I guess, and now you give up on that too? I tried my best to find my own way. It's why I didn't choose the SOS because I, I knew, I knew that even, even if I got away from Dreamland and my family in the SOS, it would just be the same thing again. I would have to do what I'm told. I, I couldn't make my own decisions. And now that I am making my own decisions, I realize that I'm still trapped. I'm still not able to do anything. I thought I would be free now, but 
it it didn't work. Max, you you kind of had a better starting position than most had. I I worked for 10 to 20 years to find acceptance into the SOS cuz that was my only option. So I I kind of didn't have to ever feel I don't know lost in my purpose because my purpose was kind of dictated to me but I can relate to what you mean I've had I've had my own struggles with figuring out who who I am in the past who I'm supposed to be um what do you feel like being a superhero is just something you wanted to do because your mom wanted you to do it, or your your town wanted you to do it, or your state wanted you to do it? Or do you think there's something there that you wanted to do that would have been something you wanted to do even if no one influenced you? I think I I always wanted to do something that would make the world better. And I think... Being a superhero is the best way for me to do that. I, I truly think that. That feels like an authentic thought. Making the world better is not really something you... I, I feel like you picked up from home. That is an authentic thing. That is an authentic thing you can lean on. I still think that your best chance for that would have been in the SOS. Like, you can make... I think making changes in the system is easier than trying to form a new system, especially if you don't have any place to really start with it. Again, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you to come back to the SOS. I don't even know if Knight Rider wants you anymore. But I think that would have been a good start. Sometimes you have to take the bad with the good until you get to the good. But how, how do you balance that figuring out who you are, being who you are and all these people who expect you to be someone else. Back in in the 90s when I was in like my own teen team, we were we were generally younger than you guys were. That was something that allowed me to like think for the first time that gave me like a chance to that gave me a position where I had some sort of success that allowed me to like examine a lot of stuff from my life before. That, that kind of thing allowed me to think like, hey, maybe not all not all boys would really like to wear dresses. Uh, maybe maybe not all all boys feel horrible every time they they look in the mirror. But from that point onward, that again was just something I had to solve. That was not something that I had to consider that much. I mean, I did I did struggle with it, but it was something where I was like, well, if I didn't change that, I would be miserable. So I did it, like for all the work that took, for all like the insane amounts of money that I had to somehow raise, where I was lucky that I was a superhero who people were like, hey, we will buy your blood or whatever to do experiments on it, which, which gave me a lot of chances that other people don't have. But it was something that I had to solve if I wanted to be able to live with myself, like authentically. And at that point, I was, once that was over, so broke that the SOS was like the only thing that could really pull me out of it again. And then I had to struggle to get into the SOS because the SOS, you know, wasn't all that accepting of trans people back then. I didn't get an invite at the tender age of 17. I had to constantly fight for it. So for me, it was always like I have to do the next thing 
if I want to get ahead, if I want to continue with what I'm doing. I had my first chance to really examine myself back in my teen team. And maybe this is your chance to examine yourself. Maybe this is your chance to look into the mirror and question what you see there when you look at yourself. I I do think maybe I need to figure out who I am without the mask on first to see what kind of hero I can actually be. So maybe, yeah. If being like a hero shouldn't be something you do separate from what you are under the mask. I mean, you can have like, you know, secret identities and all that. I have that. Most people have that. But a hero should be a way for the you without the mask to live authentically. If being a hero is something that's not you, then maybe it's not what you should be doing. And if you can live both lives as something that makes a whole you out of it maybe you can combine them yeah i i just feel like being a hero is all there is to me there's nothing else and maybe that's not the right way to go about it max do you feel what do you feel when you take off the mask who do you see just some person i guess i i don't i don't really feel like I'm looking at me, you know? Just looking at someone, I guess. Like you're looking at someone who isn't, I don't know, who isn't you. It doesn't register as you. Not really, no. I, look, all I'm going to say is I felt like that too. Um, and for me, what helped me was transitioning with all the work and all the stress and all the effort that took. I I don't know if that's the thing that you should do, if that's the right thing for you, but it's clearly a sign that you have to change something. And I don't know, maybe experiment with your friends. Maybe see what works for you. See what what identity works for you, how you want to be addressed and how you want to address them and try to figure that out. Um, that should be something that I don't know, everybody gets to do, but I'm, I'm getting the feeling that Dreamland's a bit normative on that end. Yeah, it's it's not really accepted to fall out of the norm in any sort of way. She sighs and puts a hand in her pocket and pulls out her phone. Listen, I can I can give you my phone number. If if you want to talk about that, about like your identity and all of that, like I've been through a lot of it. Maybe I can help. Maybe I can I can be there if you have questions of some sort. Um, yeah, I think that would be nice. Thank you. I I don't agree with with your choice to say no to the SOS, and I think I've made it pretty clear why. But I I like you, Max. When I first met you, like not just because we have kind of very similar powers. I felt like, I don't know, I felt like you were, you were someone kind of like me, even if you had a lot more, let's say, privilege growing up. If, if I can help you, I will. And if you need someone to depend on, you can depend on me. Aww. Thanks. I, I think this actually helped me a lot. And I don't know, I don't feel quite as hopeless anymore, I suppose. And I'd say maybe. Also, your labels get shifted. I agree. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do we do? 
I definitely shift down freak. Yes. The question is, what's the other one? Mm. Maybe mundane. Yeah, mundane like, is probably the best option. Like yeah, being a I, I person, a normal person instead of just a superhero. Then I'd say, unless you resist it. No. Your, yeah, your freak gets shifted down and your mundane gets shifted up. At the stairs, <laughs> right behind the the door, there's still Charlotte and Knight Rider, wrapped in uncomfortable silence <laughs> as the two other conversations are going. And Charlotte, after a short while, gets the feeling that Knight Rider, while trying to find words, just kind of doesn't and just stands there in silence. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you uh, wanted to talk. Um, shall we sit down? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, where where can we comfortably sit down here uh, in this warehouse? Um, I just lead him to those <laughs> uh, chairs that we have. Yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> to the camping chairs you keep using, actually. Yeah. <laughs> hey, many important um, conversations happened there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. like let him go into my private room. That's yeah. we yeah. do have a like very nice desk. Yeah, you have the control HQ room. Yeah. Center. But uh, the meeting area also works. Yes. And I, I assume that there's like some some stuff that's always here. Like there's always like a bag of uh, that has like a lot of bags of chips in it. There's like a few bottles under the table of like soft drinks and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, just in case you have guests. Yeah, but I don't offer him anything. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need to be offered anything like as soon as he walks to it before he even sits down he just kneels down at the table uh, or like crouches down and uh, looks what's there and ultimately pulls out a bottle of uh, sparkling water okay damn it he has good and, <laughs> <laughs> and sits down on a chair his legs fully manspread <laughs> and the bottle in his hand as if it were a bottle of beer as he takes a heavy swig so, um, yeah. Uh, um, I just want to say I, I'm sitting, like, at the edge of the chair, like, very tense. Mm. How, how, how have the last few weeks been for you since you said no to the SOS? Good, good. Um, I think, I think we've, we've done some good things. Mm, yeah, that's, that's... Nice. Uh, looks like it's gonna be sunny all afternoon. Um, yeah, no, no clouds to be seen. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a. Yeah. <coughs> oh, this is so painful. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, what, what did you want to talk to me about? Oh yeah. Uh, you asked me a question yesterday. You asked me if I knew if I deliberately sent Shooting Star to that bank heist because I knew it was Black Hole. Uh, he goes by Shooting Star now, by the way. We settled that yesterday. Uh, he's he's in the team now. Um, good, good to know. I look disappointed. Yeah. I. I didn't. 
by the time I sent him there, we didn't have any information yet. They hadn't sent us anything. I sent him there because I wanted to test him. And that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about. I've, I've kind of changed my mind on the, the situation with the... He, he makes the biggest quotation marks imaginable. Star bolts running around. And um, how did you change? Before you came along, none of them had a chance to get in. I had eight of them come by before you, and none of them made it further than a conversation with me after evaluation. Most of them didn't even get that far. Only the ones that brought more promising people with them uh, even got that much. And I gave you a chance because I really wanted the rest of your team to join up. I gave Dean a chance because... Because of you. Because you changed my mind on a few things after they sat with me for a while. Because I've seen what you've done since then. And I've, I've seen what you did while you were with me. And I hate that thought. But there are moments where you remind me of him. And same for that boy. And I don't like... I don't... I don't like... You see that there's clearly tears forming in his eyes Aww. as he adjust, readjusts his sunglasses to hide, hide them. It, it hurts to look at you. It hurts to look at all of you. And I feel that that might have clouded my vision to genuinely useful assets for what we do. But I still can't let you call yourself Starbolt. Not while you're on my team. Because um, you shouldn't be. First of all, thank you for acknowledging what I've done. That's nice. And, and I think it's nice that you gave Dean a chance. But I understand that it's painful for you. But it's also painful for me. And for Dean, I guess, if he's telling the truth. He actually, you see that he, like, pulls his head back and, like, scoffs at that slightly. Uh, even if he tries to hold it back a bit. You know, it helps me to wear Starbolt's colors. And it's what he wanted. He wanted me to be the next Starbolt. So I can't really give that up. I'm sorry. It's just, I, I just can't. And I know you're grieving, but I'm also grieving. And I guess we just have different methods of grieving and they are not compatible. But I just need to do this. I would never forgive myself if I, if I just gave that up. How long did you know him? For about a year. I'm not going to tell you that you can't grieve because you only knew him for a year, but I don't think you can really relate to how 
it's been for me. For you, Starbolt was like a summer adventure. Starbolt was my life. I have never, I have never respected a man like him. I have never felt for anyone what I felt for this man. He was why I, someone who never had powers, wanted to become a hero, despite all the hardships that brought, despite all the broken bones, despite all the impossible expectations that that brought on me. And seeing him giving his legacy to a bunch of children who he barely knew for no reason, without even telling me, after he died, feels like a slap in the face after a gut punch. It's impossible for me to understand why he did this. And even if I'm not comfortable with this, even if it hurts just thinking about either of you, I I have to. I have to understand. I, I just want to know what he wanted me to do. Look, I know this is very, very hard for you. And I know I, I didn't know him as long as you did, but you know when I when I met Starbolt it and he trained me and believed in me, it was I never had that experience before and it, it felt like my life just started at that point. Nothing before mattered. It I was just a shell and I started living when Starbolt was there when he supported me. I know it's it's hard for you, but it's also hard for me, and I don't think you really understand that. I think you're understandably grieving a lot, but you're not the only one, and you need to need to see that. I'm not just grieving, okay? It's he gave you his powers. He did something for you and all of these other Starbolts that, as far as I knew, as far as the world knew, was impossible. I have never had anything special except for my mind and my ability to build. Why would he pick you, all of you, strangers, to carry on the legacy of Starbolt when I'm here? When I'm here, when I, when he could have, when he could have given me those abilities, when he could have maybe always given me those abilities, when I could have been Starbolt after him. I've spent 30 years with the man. I, I, I left my life behind. I, I, I was born in Waypoint and I never left it. At least not when I wasn't at his side. Because he needed me. He needed help. He needed someone to carry him back to base. If a villain actually managed to defeat him. He needed someone to resuscitate him. To talk to his family. To talk to the people in his life. When they were afraid for him. And I never said no. I was always there. And even after his death. I kept his behemoth of an organization. His 
chaotic superhero org that was the most important thing to him as far as I knew. I kept it alive. I kept doing what he wanted me to do. And now I'm here and you are all an image of how he didn't trust me. You're, you're all living proof that he never saw in me what I thought he saw in me. That I was never as close to him as I thought I was. Because why couldn't he tell me at least? Why couldn't he open up to all of you? Why would he keep such a secret from me? I think... I mean... I'm I'm also I'm not gonna lie I don't I didn't know about those other star balls and I'm still not sure that Dean is is not lying maybe I'm just lying to myself I don't know but maybe you misunderstand what he did I don't I don't know what his plan was he just came to me and, and trained me and and I didn't ask questions because I was just so happy that he chose me and maybe I should have asked more maybe I should have talked to him more I don't know it's just I think you are misunderstanding what he's done I don't think that he neglected you or that he didn't believe in you I think that's exactly the point maybe he believed in you so much that he didn't give you the powers because you don't need them. Maybe he saw what you're capable of and thought, you know, you don't need help. You can do all of this on your own and you're doing it. Even though I'm not agreeing with a lot of things, but you're doing what you're supposed to do and what he believed you can do. So maybe you shouldn't be angry. Maybe you should be proud that he saw you that way. You, you sound like him. And I don't know what to do with that. I, I came here because even if it's very different for us uh, and for Dean and for all the others, um, I think if anyone can when I found out that you didn't know about other star bolts when you told me that I scoffed at it but over time I grew to believe you on that and yeah it's not the same but maybe you and your other star bolts are the only people who can relate to me on this I, I will not and I cannot publicly acknowledge a new starbolt i don't feel like that's something that i'm capable of or that i want to do but i don't i don't need you to publicly acknowledge acknowledge that i don't i don't care about that but it would be nice for someone being so close to starbolt believing in me you haven't had the greatest track record so far, but you've saved lives. And Starbolt hated the politics that came with the superhero business. He always took the middle road. He never wanted to disappoint anyone. But saving people was always at the forefront of his mind. 
And as long as you do that, I think you're doing what he wanted from you too. Uh, and he tries to shift your labels. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna resist. I'm gonna uh, again, like all of these conversations, shifted down your freak, but I would still shift down your freak, and shift up your superior. I think in this situation, because you are the one who changed his mind on the whole idea of more star bolts and all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. He uh, breathes deeply and says, "By the way, I think." You should know this. Um, you said that you don't know if Dean is lying and if he actually is trained by Starbolt. All I can tell you is from what I know, if you're telling the truth, he's also telling the truth. Because while I didn't know what they were for until the Starbolt started coming into my door, I do know who got each of his last will items. Uh, Twenty in total. And your name and address were on that list, and so were Dean's. There are 20 Starbolts? <laughs> also, my name was on that list, so it's not all teen Starbolts. Okay. But yeah. Not a teen. I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming... Thank I'm you. assuming about... I, I, I knew the names of 10 people in advance, and I didn't know the names of 10 others. So I'm thinking that there's 10 of you out there. Okay. Um, that's a lot, because I didn't know about any of them. I don't know why he didn't tell us about each other, but I guess he had his reasons. I don't know why he didn't tell me about either of you. Maybe he just died too soon and he couldn't do what he actually wanted to, to do. I don't, I don't know... Maybe he had a really big plan and he couldn't finish it, or... I know that in his last days, he... He was gone a lot. I think in part to train all of you. <laughs> or to talk to him in his last few years. He probably knew something was coming. He knew that he didn't have that much more time. He never really told me what it was, but it was clear that there was something eating away at him. And he didn't just talk to all of you. He talked a lot to Black Hole. He had a lot of long conversations with her. To Black Hole? But yeah. they were, like, enemies. In the last few uh, years together, they didn't fight much. She disappeared for a good while, or did only small jobs, maybe just as an excuse to meet up with him. She. She's going to prison right now. We're sending her away. And once she's there, we... I want to ask her a few questions. Um, we're sending her to a meta prison. Should be harder for her to escape from that one. Um. The Fountainhead, it's over on the bottom layer of Watchtower. If she shifts out of that one, she's landing in the Atlantic Ocean and can swim to America if she wants to. C can I talk to her too? Once she's there, yeah, I can take you along. Thank you. Incognito, of course. Of course. He gets up and dusts off his leather pants as if it was necessary. <laughs> and puts the bottle of water down. Anyways, um, I've got golf with the mayor in an hour. Nice, nice talking to you. Um, yeah, you too. 
Yeah. He gives a very, very minimalist nod and goes back to the door where over the course of another minute or two, the whole gang of SOS members gathers. All right. He turns to Charlotte once more. If, I don't know, call the SOS if it's something important about what we talked about. I don't know. You you can talk to me about things. Yes, um, uh, thank you. All right. He immediately turns around, opens the door and leaves. <laughs> uh, and the other two, after giving like gestures of goodbye, moon uh, waves. other than him, also moon waves, <laughs> mirror, mirror waves back uh, like a mirror. <laughs> and, and they also leave. And the door closes behind them. Uh, did Max come out of the room at yes, this point? Yes, I think she said goodbye with the others. Yeah. So the three of you uh, are also gathered at the door now. Just standing there, pensive. Everyone lost in their own thoughts. <laughs> and I think that's where we'll end this episode. Uh, <sighs> that was something. <laughs> <laughs> I had the idea for this episode right when, after you did the interview. Like really at the start of the arc. And I was really looking forward to it. And I kept workshopping what they were going to talk to you about and what you were going to be able to like do in this point. And it was it was so perfect. It this, was great. Uh, I fucking love this. I fucking <laughs> love this episode. It's so good. I'm, I'm just talking for myself right now. If it feels like we're not as up-tempo as we often are at the end of an episode, this was an emotional one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> put put uh, us through the ringer. Why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you also felt emotions <laughs> while uh, listening to this episode there was a lot of big character stuff in there there was a lot of personal stuff in there but I'm, I'm really glad with how it turned out if you want to tell us how you felt about this episode uh, you can contact us via uh, email if you want waypointheroes at gmail.com as someone has done now yes Woo! We have finally got our first email. Uh, at this point, at the point we're recording this episode, we haven't printed it out and put that up on Twitter yet, but we will. Uh, and probably by yes. the time this episode drops, we will have done that. And until uh, and you can also just directly contact us on Twitter after you've looked at that cool email we got <laughs> at Waypoint Pod. Uh, you can do that on Tumblr, on Instagram, and on TikTok as well if you want to. And you can also tune in again in two weeks when the next episode drops. Our theme tune, which I wanted to mention every episode, but I forgot since the first time I did it, was done by uh, Persky. It's the Waypoint theme. Uh, do we have anything to plug besides that? I got if, nothing. If you like... I have, my head is full of feelings and no thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> if you like canon trans characters and cartoons... Then I suggest you go to Netflix and watch uh, Dead and Paranormal Park. Yeah, I, I heard about that. That looks good. It's pretty cool. It's like this supernatural theme park with demons and stuff. And it does have a canon trans main character. Ooh. That's great. What have I been watching recently that I could plug? Nothing that I would feel proud about plugging. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to skip on that one as well. Sunny, do you have anything? Well, as uh, a friend of mine and me um, forced a lot of other people to uh, start watching The Untamed, I'm going to 
plug the Untamed because it's amazing and uh, I know it's difficult for some people to read the subtitles and all of that but it's so 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 good and it's definitely worth it and it's on Netflix. It's a, t uh, it's a Chinese TV show and there's a lot of gay stuff, there's a lot of pining, there's a lot of hurt. <laughs> also also very, very terrible things are gonna happen, you're gonna cry, but yeah, it's really, really good. We also got necromancy. That's true, but, they, but they're not allowed to say it. <laughs> It's just puppets. It's not zombies, it's puppets. And on that note of on that note of you're gonna cry, we're gonna end this episode. And wish you all a good two weeks until we hear from each other again. Yes, we can hear you through the speaker. You're not being paranoid. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.